0: welcome everybody to you talking the elite with the elite zone podcast today i am joined by none other than the world's greatest fantasy booker aiden
1: that's high praise
0: thanks for joining the show my friend <laughs> i love the ghost shirt by the way one of my favorite bands
1: thank so you that's, you're the second person today to to say that I, I didn't know go- that so many people listen to Ghost. I love that band. I got to see them last year. Mm-hmm. I listen to Good stuff. Oh, we got the Ghost Gang. Yeah, I've seen them <laughs> twice. They're great. Oh, I'm jealous. I need to see All them All right,
0: again. and then we are also joining. Master, it's one that actually green. and communication. Please come well, I'm doing
2: this because you're in and out again, man. You got to get that internet fixed, Like I said, Lane. I'm in and out again? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, I, it's uh, fine right now. I but, fixed uh, it yeah, it's today. fine right now. It just was. Another just good band you it. need to see is Ice Nine Kills. They are awesome live.
1: <laughs> I, I've, uh, they've played in my area a few times. So they're on my bucket about.
0: list for sure.
2: Oh, well, I saw yeah, them. And then, uh, motionless uh, and White and Black and Brides my, last year in Orlando. Yeah. With a treyu jealous, yeah, it was a good Ooh, show. A treyu,
0: um, we will be joined by Connor here in, um, uh, about, about five minutes or ten minutes. Uh, he'll be running a little bit late, so he'll be on. Um, so we'll save him, uh, for last. All right, so today's episode is going to be a um, historical one. So we are gonna be talking about the, my opinion, uh, the three royal families of wrestling. Um, The reason why the Hearts and a couple other families are not on this list is uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, These three have had the most um, talent that have been all blood-related. This is coming from... this, So we'll have the Rhodes, which Aiden Aiden will be taking a good chunk of that portion over. And then we'll be also talking about the Orton's, which will be um, Connors. And then Adam will be doing... The uh I'm just gonna call them the Samoan dynasty because they have so many great talents um from Samoa that are part of that family. So it's me like the rock, the Usos, you know, Yokozuna, even though it was funny that he was built as Japanese, but you know Samoan.
1: So crazy that WWE did that.
0: (laughs) Yes. uh, Um, like I said, it's one of those things that I he played it well though. He played a giant sumo wrestler that I would not want to face. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think. I don't know who I'd choose. I'll ask Adam this question a little later. But I don't think I would want to either face Yoko Zuna or Akishi. Like if I was a wrestler, like I just wouldn't want the stink face or that 500-pound frame from Yoko landing on top of me.
1: I know who from the Anoa'i family I wouldn't want to face.
0: <laughs> or the Wild Samoans too. Those guys are psycho. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: we're crazy. Yeah.
0: All right. So, like I said, so we are doing a uh, a, a little different of a podcast tonight. Um, So, let's start, let's kick it off um, with the Rhodes family. So, the Rhodes, you know, the three main really consist of is the great, you know, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, You also have the current World Rumble winner and probably future uh, world champion. He is also, you know, TNT champion, intercontinental champion, tag champion of Cody Rhodes. Then you also have his brother, Dustin. Now, Dustin has had some really fun uh, characters over the year, um, anywhere from Goldust 7. Um, So I'm excited to talk more in depth on Dustin's career as well. I know he was also intercontinental champion, tag champion. Um, Did I miss anything out, Aiden?
1: Uh, For Dustin, I can't think of anything.
0: Yeah. All right. And uh, so,
1: Cody TNT champion getting himself booed out of AEW champion. That's
0: yeah. WWE is coming. Watch. I I bet they'll turn on him as soon as he wins that belt.
1: We'll get into that, but uh... (laughs) you know, um,
0: one. Yeah. Good.
1: Sorry. No. No. You go. You go. Sorry.
0: Oh, no. So, um, so with, with the, with the Rhodes family, um, how much credit do you give, uh, Dusty Rhodes, uh, for not just getting his, you know, his two, you know, sons into wrestling. Um, but how many lives has he touched with being in that performance center? Um, like, do you think he was one of the most beneficiary talents that WWE and just the wrestling business had in general?
1: Oh, yeah. That's like definitely the case with Dusty. He was, uh. Like I can give you, I can give anecdotal evidence, but obviously I was not there to to actually witness everything. But you could see that with the Dusty Classic with tag team wrestling, it was him who said, "Hey, you two are to be each other's shadow to FTR to uh, Dax and Cash." Uh, and then you also, you know, he also has Cody and Dustin. But he was in that performance center. He was a huge piece, and I think you could also just tell based on not only how much people are saying they respect him, but if you look at the quality of talent that were coming out of the PC while he was there coach, like helping like mentor and you look at it now, it's drastically different. And I do wonder if that could be just like, just his pure influence because that's like the common denominator, you know?
0: I think it's the hard part too, with um, like, so with what's been going on since uh, fortunately dusty's passing, because looking looking back at the, the talent that have specifically, you know, said that he was, you know, one of the best trainers besides FTR, um, you know, you also had Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Enzo, cat, you know, you had Enzo and Big Cass, you know, there was a lot of influence, especially when it came to promo work. Uh, and if you look at it too, like both, you know, Dustin and Cody are just spinning images of you know, of their father in both different ways, when it comes to either characters or promos, you know, for me, like I said, just looking at it now, like dusty, like literally had probably one of the best bloods when it came to wrestling.
1: Oh yeah. Dusty. Like, and you could see that everywhere. We still have the dusty finish as not only a term in the wrestling world, but it's something that happens all the time. Uh, think of an example of that would be when Eddie Kingston tapped sammy out but he wouldn't let go of the hold so sammy ended up winning that that's yeah still has a a legacy in today's wrestling
2: i mean also you gotta see over in the um the one promotion i mean they they had the dusty roads classic um you know tag team tournament um it just goes to show that dusty roads had a lasting impression on the wrestling business um the man's been in it for was in it for so long um wrestling all these you know these different promotions you know mainly i think mainly he was in mid-south um for the majority of his career and a little bit of nwa um but man when he got to wwf i mean that's i mean that's where you know his career kind of skyrocketed where people took notice of him and now passing down to his two sons i mean they're kind of carrying the legacy of their father regardless of what cody Rhodes say and saying he doesn't want to be his father he wants to be cody
0: that's the thing too. I think whether Cody likes it or not, like he has a lot of influences with his promos that you can clearly hear his father just speaking, you know, especially, you know, just with his last, his last couple of promos on raw, especially, you know, the one after he won the Royal rumble. Um, Also, I think is really cool too, was when Cody won the NWA world championship. Um, When he won that, you know, the belt that his father made, you know, popular, made famous and held for quite a good chunk of time. All right, so uh, let's see another uh, interesting thing um, is all three of them really have gone to some interesting links uh, for the wrestling business. Would you say that's fair to say that they've done things and that normal wrestler or fan probably wouldn't do?
1: Uh, yeah, they definitely have like just uh, not even just talking about the sheer amount of pints of bloodshed and there has been a lot between all of them i mean you can just watch double or nothing 2016 for dustin and cody and you can watch uh dusty versus uh was it who was it dusty versus rick flair and the they had a cage match i think or was it was it against Tully blanchard and also yeah,
3: yeah
1: oh it was okay yeah and then also yeah uh like mike morris is saying Road Warrior Hawk busted dusty open there's they really do give their bodies a lot to wrestling and I think I don't I don't know if Cody learned that through his father thinking about like that burning table spot um, thinking about just him (laughs) wrestling through his torn pec, they give up so much and just you could say that about any wrestler though because they really do just give up their health for the business but Dustin is so old and he's been going at this for so long. He's given so much to the wrestling world between his wrestling school, between just the wisdom he gives to people backstage. And you could also say that for Dusty with how much wisdom he's given. And I do think that once Cody gets up there in age, cause he's still only like 36, he's going to be ha- ha- be that veteran presence. He's going to be wrestling until he's probably 50 being that person to, to guide others. But they go to insane lengths for the wrestling world.
2: Uh, not only that, but, I mean, you got to look at Dustin, Dustin's personal life, too. I mean, he had a lot of addictions, um, so he kind of put his body through that on top of going into the ring and putting his body through all that physicality. I mean, it's a wear and tear on someone's body, um, but the fact that he's still doing it now, he's kicked his addiction, and now he's just performing. Um, that just shows you the great lengths that – he goes that he shows the love for fans and the, the, the whole wrestling community, um, as, especially the, the boys in the back. Um, so, I mean, and then, you know, with Cody, like you said, he's still 36. Um, he's still got a long career to, to give to to pro wrestling, um, whether it's the long term in WWE or he goes somewhere else. Like, I mean, we've seen him, you know, we've seen Cody after he left WWE the first time. Touring New Japan, going to NWA, doing doing Ring of Honor, he was all over the place. You know, he was kind of reinventing himself, um, like twenty four seven. So I mean, he he was in the ring the whole time. So right there, he's he never stopped. So he never gave his body a break. Um, Dusty Rhodes was another one. I mean, Dusty Rhodes for the size that man was, the physicality he puts himself through through all his matches was pretty shocking. Um, especially some of those brutal ones. You know. I mean, who can remember matches that he had with the cowbell hitting him in the head? Like it, it's insane how much how much blood that that all three of these guys bled, you know, in the ring. So um I, I do think that um yeah, that that I mean Dustin obviously is pretty much I would say pretty I mean not pretty I would say but is done after this year. I mean he said he he said that I'm done. This is my last year, which means he can focus on his school and supporting his brother. So and like we said Cody's got a long road ahead to see where he goes.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that I ha- I would love to just share my fair funny story with Dustin. He was so committed to that gold dust character that he wasn't going to get a boob job done and get fake fake boobs. You guys hear that,
2: that was, one? That was actually I heard about that. That that I love that character. I'm sorry, but when you hear that shattered production song hit and just see him come through the curtain he does his little that, growing up i was like that's weird but i like this character he's bizarrely different you know and you know obviously the shattered dreams nut kick in the corner was oh my god it was that that's i mean it's classic dustin so i mean
0: and, you know, and i think that's kind of one thing that it, it went through a lot of changes for sure with that gold dust character we could do a whole podcast on gold dust and dust and <laughs> roads general but um looking at it like if you know with the with, with the whole like how it went from you know rubbing against people and just getting really you know back in a time when unfortunately you know the lgbtq community wasn't looked on with such a positive light um in wrestling and to see you know Kind of, you know, those, you know, things get, you know, done during an attitude era, and then have him work his all the way up, and then have, you know, probably the most realist moment with um, Goldust's character when he had, you know, his his uh, tag team partner with uh, his brother Cody that first time, um, the Rhodes brothers when they were tag teaming, you know, in WWE, and to have that match, and then have, you know, those two go on to beat the Shield with their, their dad's last moment in WWE. Um, for me, that was one of my, the most powerful moments um, with, you know, the father and the two sons.
2: Like, yeah, Ethan, were you guys a fan? Ethan, yeah. I oh, don't know. Ethan brought up, uh, actually, I was just thinking about that match too, the uh, Goldust-Roddy Piper match. I believe that was WrestleMania 12. It was the backlot brawl that kind of yes. started with like a car chase. Like
1: was Goldust- it, it was a reference to uh, the OJ thing right
2: yes because gold yes. Dust, well it was kind of yeah because gold Dust had gotten into his gold car and drove off and rowdy piper chased him and then they came back in the arena and fought through the arena the funny part is if you watch that the pay-per-view itself took place at night but their fights start during the middle of the day like that's when you started realizing oh this was pre-recorded <laughs> like as a kid you're like oh that was pre-recorded oh now nah, okay i see where they're going but, yeah, no, I remember that match. Uh, that was that was another – because that was when Piper pulled down Goldust's pants and he's wearing a thong and Piper just kisses Goldust. And, like, it was the craziest match I've ever seen.
0: And then just to have uh, – do you guys hear the story behind that match? Like where they filmed it, got all bloodied, and then how they like had to work it to where it felt like they were – Brawling all the way to WrestleMania, like that was that was another fun story about that match. It was that was I was probably say that's probably one of the more like what one of the first cinematic matches that wrestling had. I want to say. I mean, you could say it probably was.
1: Yeah, because it was. That's, that is crazy. To think it was. First I'm gonna Cin- have to back and rewatch
0: really. that one. Because <laughs> look at it now, like I like how many matches are pre recorded now, and like the empty arena brawls that we've seen over the years. You know, you didn't see a whole lot of that. Um, well, I think you had a couple, like the, least, you know, the empty arena brawls, you know, when everybody started either piling in or before the show started.
1: A few Bray Wyatt matches.
0: <laughs> right. We
1: like, like, were talking about uh, cinematics before COVID where they became popular.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I know Dustin, you know, Dustin Sting versus, uh, was it, who was it? Who is it that, was it Ricky Stark I don't know was it Ricky Starks and Hobbs that they faced in their cinematic match, or was it Ricky Starks and Cage?
1: It was uh it was Darby and Sting versus Cage and Starks.
0: Yes, it was it was Cage, yeah. Cage and Starks. Um before I get to our next question, I was gonna ask y'all. Um Ethan asks where's Connor at? Um he will be on here in a few minutes. Uh we are just waiting for he's is uh, running a little bit late. Um so Like I said, once he gets on, um, of course, we'll include him in our conversation. So, yeah, stick around. It's going to be a good show. Um, Is there any matches that um, you guys would love um, to recommend to people that haven't seen it or just recommend going back and watch? Because I know with Cody, Dustin, you know, they've all had, and Dusty especially, they've all had really great matches. Of course, they've had some stinkers back in the day. But um, what for you is like one match that you would recommend for people to go back and watch?
1: Um, I'll do one for each uh, for each person. For, so the first oh, okay. one for me for Dustin is, and like it, it's kind of cheating because it involves Cody also. But obviously Dustin Rhodes versus Cody Rhodes at Double or Nothing two thousand nineteen, because it is just such like a monumental match in the fact of hey WWE had these people for so long and they didn't do anything with them and they didn't have them feud or anything like. Well, they, they had them feud. Kind of, but it was yeah. Stardust and Gold Dust, so wasn't that great. Um, so, yeah, I think that's definitely Dustin's best work. Um, Cody's best work, it depends on what kind of version of Cody you want. If you want the, the new and improved, then I would probably say either Cody versus Dustin also, but also Cody versus Seth Rollins. If you really want to feel that, hey, this is Dusty Rhodes' son, Going out there putting on a baby face perform- performance, excuse me. And when he has his whole peck just like blistered red, it's, it's just wild to watch. And then for Dusty, I haven't seen that many Dusty Rhodes matches, but uh, we touched earlier on his steel cage match with, uh, with Tully Blanchard. Um, I think he also he has a ton of matches against Ric Flair. Uh, I really love a lot of the like the promos Dusty has. He has a lot of memorable promos for me the 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 just his all, all of them are good but his like American Dream the when he's talking about hard times, you know, it's just perfect. Hard times is in my top 3 promos of all time, I would have to say.
0: Um
2: for me um it's Hard Times baby yeah, for me, um, I, I guess I'll start with Dustin. I mean, obviously, if anybody's not seen, I mean, we just talked about that WrestleMania match. By by far, is my favorite Goldust match, um, just because it was the first cinematic and it was the 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 craziest, you know, backlot brawl into the arena I've ever seen. Uh, him and Piper had great chemistry through that whole story. Um, for Cody, um, I'm actually going to go back a little bit because I actually just watched a little bit of it earlier today while you know just waiting to fill up on gas but it was defiant wrestling it was Cody versus Ricochet in a lights out match um the, just just the back and forth between them was just the technical wrestling in it was amazing um and it just shows you like Cody's independent work while he, when he left WWE you know, and uh, where he was kind of progressing. Um, and then with Dusty, it's it's hard to pick uh, because Dusty's had so many good matches. Um, but I'm going to go way, way back in the vault um, and say 1986 Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair in NWA. Um, I mean, those two literally are legends in pro wrestling. Um, but, I mean, they're, they're icons in pro wrestling. Um, They redefined the whole industry um, and just those two had a match in NWA and it was by far one of the best matches between both of them. I mean, it was both of them in their prime and it was a really good one. And then as a bonus match for Dusty Rhodes, um, he had a coffin match (laughs) with Ivan Koloff. uh, What? Yes, he had a coffin match with Ivan Koloff. I believe it's on YouTube. Um, just look up Dusty Rhodes versus uh, Ivan Koloff coffin match. It's, it's on there. So, I mean, but I mean, those, those would probably be my two Dusty road matches. So,
1: yeah, I, I thought of another one. If it's fine, if I chime in again, there's a, a war yeah, games of course match. Right ahead. Yeah. War games at NWA great American bash in, uh, I think it's 88. And I remember it's the horsemen versus uh, Dusty's team. I know. I can't remember who else is on Dusty's team besides Lex Luger, but, I remember that uh, I remember watching that match because I didn't when I started re-watching wrestling again in twenty twenty, I didn't know what War Games was, and so I just searched War Games matches and that was one of the ones I found. Uh, it was a fun match, I liked it.
0: I'm gonna have to go watch that one for I haven't seen that one.
1: I, I really like the horsemen as a group. So Yeah,
0: you know, I think of a really fun match, like looking at this is one of Dustin's like more of his recent matches. Um, besides the Cody and Dustin match, because that one—that one is probably my most passionate match that I l- love to watch. Like that one when it first happened, like I was bawling, I was crying at the end of that one. Um, but if I had to say another good Dustin match, this one's kind of a little underrated in my opinion, just because it was fun. Was uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Jake Hager? Yeah, um, just I can't remember. Was it all Was it was it? Was it Full gear, that he was it. Full gear, or is all? Out I that think it was,
1: gear, that? Yeah. it was
0: full gear. Yeah, full gear. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, because good technical match, and then you also had just a fun old fashioned spot of Dustin distracting Hager with kissing his wife. <laughs> just had some some of that Gold Dust classic. Like I feel like with his new Dustin character, I feel like he's had a lot of like he's an older, almost an old you know he's a, he's a grizzled old vet that can still whip your ass in the ring and have a good time, but he's also going to bring back almost every personality that he's had in that ring. And then of course, um, have you guys ever watched, uh, this is from what culture? I'm trying to remember if it was just a, what culture show, or if it was like a, like a t- tournament. Um, but it was Cody Rhodes versus Drew Galloway.
1: Yeah, yeah. Drew McIntyre before I went back yeah. to
0: be I remember that that one crazy hard hitting match. Uh, it was interesting that Cody had some really fun, like European matches too during that time frame when he's reinventing, you know, reinventing himself as the American Nightmare. You know, you had Cody versus Marty Skrull. That one was another. That was the first time I heard Marty Skrull and like heard of him and seen him, and I was like, dang, this kid, this you know, another guy that Cody had good chemistry with. Um, same thing could be said for Kurt Angle when they had you know the American Nightmare versus you know the American you know Olympian. That one was another good technical match. If you guys haven't seen it, I'd go back and watch it.
1: I did not know that Cody wrestled in WCPW. So I, I <laughs> learned something new every day.
0: It was one of those t- it was that time frame like before AEW, of course, before AEW happened. Um, but this, this is like the time like know, I was transitioning away from WWE, um, when I started watching more of the independent scene. And like I said, I followed Cody. Once he left it's kind of, like I said. It might be a, it might be a similar thing with a few other people when it comes to their favorite wrestlers. But once Cody left, I started watching his stuff from like New Japan. Uh, he has a great match against Juice Robinson. I was like, where was this Cody? Why couldn't they have this Cody? You know, on 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 you know the WWE. You know, like he was he really did a good job at reinventing himself. And the same thing can really be said about all three of the roads. You know, you know all of them are going to be Hall of Famers eventually. I, I can see Dustin and I can see Cody once he retires. I think they'll all three be in the Hall of Fame. But, man, all three isn't, of those guys really have. D-
2: Dusty should already be in there with the four. Uh, no, he yeah, should already already in there.
0: Yeah, Dusty's already in the Hall of Fame. But, like, Cody yeah. and Dustin will be eventually for sure. I can see Dustin probably being in there probably the next couple of years. I think he'll be in that class. Or he'll be, like, the first to be inducted into the AEW Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, I think that's a given. He should be. If he's not, right.
0: <laughs> well, it looks like Connor's not here yet. Um, so, let's move on to the Aloha family. Uh, this one is gonna be a. This one is probably the most I think massive. Like when it comes to how many wrestlers WWE has signed of the family and their cousins and just everything. You know, with you know Rocky Johnson, and uh, you know going up with the Rock, the Usos. You know, you have um, is it was it isn't Tamina? Isn't she part of the family too? T- Tamina is yes. So that's what I thought. And then um, who is the new USO? Who's that? Who's who's their youngest cousin that's now part of the show? Solo. Uh, that's Solo. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. The the Anawaii family is is. In, i I found the family, I'm looking at the family tree on Wikipedia.
2: Solo and... is the cousin of the Usos, so. Oh, gotcha. So he is the nephew of Rikishi.
0: Hmm. It's crazy. Like there's a lot of like linkages and extended family. Like it's seriously like
2: No, he is the brother. <laughs> he's the youngest brother of the of, of Yeah. because yeah. I was about to I say, he's yeah. He's the His youngest brother, is... and he's Rikishi's other like the youngest son, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So, hey, Adam. So, have you seen any of like their training and how like, and their, 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 their range that they used to train in, like, especially like The Rock and like that hard hitting style? Like, have you seen any of those training videos?
2: I've not. I've not. Um, I know, I know the training was very um, coarse though. Like, it was rough. Like, it was hard. It. I mean, cause you got to remember The Rock. I mean, the, the famous, I mean, family members of that, that whole thing is Peter Maivia, obviously, you know, the great Peter Maivia um, and obviously Dwayne Johnson's dad, Rocky Johnson, um, one of the first African-American champions in pro wrestling in WWE, actually uh, back when it was like WWWF. Um, so I know they trained him very, very rigorously. Um, I mean, that family's just always doing something, you know, unfortunately um, a few of them passed away, way too young. You know, you had, um, you know, um, Umaga, um, which was um, yeah. Edward Fato, uh and then um, Rosie or Jamal or yeah, Rosie, if that's what you yeah, uh, which is uh, Matthew and Noah, uh, which is the brother of Roman Reigns. Um, so, um, but I mean, other than you know all the family members that were you know big, but like 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 not like strong, but like huge. Um, a lot of them are very muscular, so the working out never ends for that family. <laughs> they are probably like said the most like hard-hitting
0: family of any like wrestling promotion, you know, looking at you know the Wild Samoans and you know, especially Yoko Zuna with his frame, especially with that crazy leg drop. You mm-hmm. know, the one that my favorite matches with Yoko was Undertaker, and I'm like, how did he not hurt Undertaker? I know Undertaker's a big guy. You know, Mark Calloway is a big, massive guy, but man, Yoko was on a whole nother level.
2: Yeah, no, um, Yokozuna, I mean, I mean, I'm, a, I mean, I grew up watching his matches in the nineties. Um, I think he kind of got the shaft at uh, God, I can't remember which WrestleMania was that WrestleMania seven or eight where he beat Bret Hart and Hogan had to have his Hogan moment and beat Yokozuna, you know? So, um, I mean, Yokozuna had some solid matches. Um, I mean, obviously his matches with Bret Hart, his matches with Hulk Hogan. I mean, his casket match. If you've watched a casket match between him and Undertaker, that was actually one of my favorite um, matches um, back then. With Yokozuna, was that was that casket match with Undertaker? And that was a match that Yokozuna won. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Um, um, Yokozuna won Undertaker, the casket yeah. match. You know that Undertaker lost a, a casket match. I mean, he's lost a few, but you know. Um, but yeah, no Yokozuna w- was a big boy, and that's and we were talking about it earlier about how funny we thought it was that Yokozuna, who's actually Samoan, plays a Japanese wrestler. <laughs> yes, like we it that just that just, yeah. like, just shows you the that Vince McMahon he's like let's just all right we're gonna we're gonna take Yokozuna we're we're gonna name him Yokozuna uh, yeah. he's gonna be a, a, a Japanese sumo wrestler. So that's my that's best that's Vince by the way. Um, that's my best Vince. But yeah, no, Yokozuna really had, nice. had some really solid matches, so.
0: You know, that's the thing. Is like, I feel like he has not talked about enough. And I feel like, you know, fortunately due to his weight issues, you know, I, I know there was um, a clip from a do- the documentary with Bruce Pritchard that I watched where, you know, he was eating constantly. Like, he was just packing on the pounds. And man, like, I kind of feel, like, in a way, I kind of feel bad for the guy. Because, you know, I don't know let people talk about you know, drugs and alcohol addictions when it comes to wrestling, but man, he literally had a food addiction. You know, when he could eat, you know, five buckets of fried chicken in one setting,
2: Yeah, that's not 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 too healthy. Not healthy you know? at all. Um, a lot of the a lot of the you know the the Samoan family members had a lot of bad addictions. You know, um, I'm pretty sure um, Edward Fato, who's Omaga, Umaga or um, Jamal from Three Minute Warning. Yeah um i mean i'm pretty sure he had a drug addiction um if i read it right i know he died of a heart attack because of it well i think it was a combination of both his weight and drugs yeah uh, which sucks because i mean they it they exist i mean if anybody's watched dark side of the ring or you know even watch the trials of the steroid trial in pro wrestling like everybody knows there's, there's, there's some use of drugs, whether it's steroids, whether it's elite, illicit drugs, they're, they're being used, you know? Um, I mean, especially painkillers. I mean, you look at athletes, athletes are addicted to painkillers. Those can kill you if you take them in large amounts. Um, And, and with these guys putting their bodies on the line in a ring every day, I mean, they probably grow addiction to those, you know? So um, yeah. So there was a, yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, But then you look at some of the guys that just did it naturally in that family, you know, uh, Rocky, uh, you know, Rocky Johnson, you know, Dwayne's dad, Um, he, he was just all natural, you know, Um, Peter Maivia, his uh, Rock's grandfather, all natural. You know, you look at the Rock, Rock worked out, man. Like if you watch his early (laughs) days, like he's got some pudge to him, but man, after a couple of years, he took it seriously. He he's lifted and he still does it. He still does it now for his movie roles, you know, so The Rock is still jacked. Um, I mean, and you look at people like Roman Reigns, um, The Usos, they're still jacked, you know. So um, and then someone like, you know, Jacob Fatu, who who's actually doing wonderful stuff in MLW. Um, So um, and he's he's actually he actually had the longest reign as champion in MLW. Um, so, uh, so even him, like, even he is in in good ring shape too. So, wow. So,
0: the bloodline is literally everywhere. They're in, on the independent scene, and of course, you know, they're the biggest story probably WWE has uh, going on right now.
2: Yeah, pretty. I mean, it's 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 a storyline in, in WWE, you know, is that family. So, I mean. I mean, it's it's supposed to culminate at WrestleMania, but I mean, who knows? You know, Dwayne Dwayne Johnson's a big movie star, so I'm sure he can't do anything. Um, and uh, yeah, and I don't know. So
0: <laughs> you know, um, Ethan brings up a good point. Uh, Jacob fought two would be great in the Bloodline.
2: Yeah. Do you think I mean, that
0: would be a smart idea, idea, or do you think that he kind of should do his own? I thing? think.
2: I think. I think. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's everyone's dream to be in the WWE, but with how Jacob is doing so successful on the independent scene, I I think he's happy where he's at um, and everything like that. I think, I mean, we, you know, um, we talked to, you know, Tony yesterday about it, about, you know, being on the road so much and you know being away from family and stuff like that. And, you know, if that affects you, you mentally and, you know, I'm sure a lot of them, you know, especially the the you know the Simone family members that are still wrestling today. Um, I mean, some of them are doing independent, some of them, a majority of them are in WWE. Um, but I'm sure, um, um, I- I'm sure that you know they're they're happy where where they're at. All of them. So
0: yeah, that, that's you know, you know, looking at it now like. There's so much drama with that bloodline, you know. Storytelling it has such a good. No, I think like I think that's the only thing I've kind of stayed up on when it comes to you know WWE, and just watching you know how they're interacting with a lot of the people. You know, unfortunately, Reigns really hasn't had that many tile defenses, which, which you know, for me, I like something and i think but looking at as a story perspective that they've like they've done in a while you know i'm curious you know how he's going to stir things up especially now sammy and you know him turning on you know roman like um like he did with you know you know with you know Kevin so am uh, trying to add Connor <laughs> oh, to the no. chat.
3: Is Maybe that's why that's, why, front that's front. why
2: you're freezing up, Lane.
3: Oh I like I can just let myself in and no one Dang it. <laughs> I can just let myself Yeah, I can't be added.
2: Con... Connor's like, hold on, I got a key. Give me a second.
1: <laughs> uh, another like just uh, it, while not like directly there in the Family, I don't think I'm not an expert on the entire on Hawaii family, but uh, Haku is also. I know The Rock calls him uh, uh, uncle. He calls him, yeah, he, he made an Instagram post saying he calls him uncle and everything, and uh, he considers him family, he's known him for a while, but uh, I think that's why a lot of people were saying, yeah, he calls him Uncle Tonga, that's what it was, mm-hmm. but uh. A lot of people are saying, oh, put um, Tama Tonga and uh, Tango in the bloodline. It's like they're not blood, though, you know, like if if you want to go in the sense that the rock, like if you want to bring in both of them, put them with the rock. That would make sense because the rock is who considers them family. But I don't know. It's just kind of confusing. But uh,
2: well, aren't they? They they are family, though.
1: They're, They're not blood related.
2: Are you sure though? Because I'm, I, I'm pretty
1: positive because pretty- Haku is is Tongan and uh, the the Anawai family is Samoan. Which
2: okay, yeah.
1: But I, I they're like their their families are very close in terms of like they're not they're not blood, but like they treat each other like blood family. Gotcha. Because yeah. I, I just found an Instagram post uh, of the Rocks and it's Merry Christmas, Uncle Tonga, and it's him right. with a bunch of pictures of Haku, So
2: oh, okay.
1: But I and yeah, I don't know what happened there. I don't think they're blood related, or maybe it's like a a distant relative kind of thing. But
2: I think it's yeah, I think it's a distant relative. So okay,
1: then, but it's not like it's not like close enough to put in like the immediate family trees. Like, gotcha, it's it's like a general consensus, I think. Gotcha, but I am no expert. If I'm incorrect, uh, please correct me.
2: I think you're all right. I mean, there's so many of them in that family. Like you kind of just you lose touch, you lose base of who's in it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you're always going to have these families where um, people are going to marry into it. You know, like you look at someone like Naomi is married to, you know, Jimmy Uso, so now she's part of that family.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I can't and, believe they never did anything with that, with uh, bring her into the bloodline on TV. I mean, I'm surprised
2: yeah i mean it's she's still pff, i don't know i don't know what she's doing right now if they're trying to bring her back in the fold i don't know
0: yeah Lisa, it's it, you know looking at it um is there any like particular like match that stands out to you guys with any of the uh members of the Samoan family
1: Uh, is it, is it cool if I say mine first? Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Cena versus Umaga, that was a, that's a fun one for me. That's uh, it's just fun.
0: Yeah, that one was a oh gosh, um, like Umaga was a I great I felt so destroyer. bad for Cena that match. Yeah, I agree on that one for sure. What about you, Adam?
2: Oh um I mean any of the old school um wild Samoan matches um like I said I just I remember the wild Samoans as I was a kid growing up um so watching some of their matches was just always enjoyable I mean just their ring gear in general like it just <laughs> you know um it just they had the just the pretty much what umaga kind of like wore but In different colors, you know, like he had the black trunks, um, but, you know, the Samoans had like red trunk, like the red, like tight, like short trunk pants. So, but, you know, they fought like junglemen, you know, so, so I would say any of the wild Samoan tag team matches, I would, I would say, I would suggest anybody who's never watched the wild Samoans tag team wrestling, go watch a couple of matches. Oh, for sure. What
3: about yeah. you, Connor? Uh, I never thought of this. Jacob Fatu reminds me of Umaga. Like, now that I think about it, he really does. Um, uh, Jacob Fatu is just not a... Umaga Wait a little bit more. He's a little bit more... Uh, and
2: he is, is Umaga's nephew. That's why he, he makes you think <laughs> of Umaga. Because <laughs> Jacob Fatu
3: <laughs> is the nephew of Umaga. Everyone makes, makes you think of everybody in that family, uh, with the, well, there's a lot of matches you can go off of. Uh, well, where do I begin? Uh, Umonga was Jeff Hardy, uh, was very good. Uh, Another Rock, you know, he's had so many clocks with Stone Cold. Um, Sean, Ma- match the Rock that <laughs> Yeah, that was. Yeah, I like the promo on SmackDown when uh <laughs> when I uh. Doing their Wrestlemania build up. Uh, <laughs> I keep wanting to say Shawn Michaels and The Rock, but they never went against each other. Um, they never went against each other? School to Wow. Uh, that could be a dark side. That could literally be a dark side of the ring <laughs> episode if they wanted it to be.
2: No, I think of it. Right. I feel I
3: like and, uh, the, Triple H and The Rock did. Uh, they can make a dark side of the ring out of that if they wanted to, but Triple H may be cautious <laughs> about them <that movie> putting that <laughs> out. Uh, we're going with the unobvious, uh, Rikishi, uh, him I guess The Undertaker was very good. Uh, I can't remember what event that was, but it was a pretty good match. Uh, I remember Rakishi getting dumped off the Hell in a Cell into, a, I don't know, what was it, grass? or It was hay. I don't know. Hey, it, was yeah.
2: a, it was a truck full of hay. <laughs> that was the uh, that was the six, that was the six man that was the six man Hell in a Cell match at Armageddon 2000. Um, Undertaker and Umaga were battling on top of the cell, and Undertaker just grabbed him by the neck and kind of just shoved them off the top of the cell, and he crashed <laughs> into like a like a, a a farm truck bed of hay.
3: This least his was landing funny. was soft. <laughs> There's this one show I've always wanted to watch. It's uh, Yokozuna's, uh, I don't know if it was like a benefit show or, yeah, I, I think it was a benefit show or something that, like, it was like an independent show, but WWE had like The Undertaker and Kane and Triple H was all there and they wrestled and um, I mean, there was a lot of them there. Uh, I've always wanted to watch that show. If, if anyone's ever seen the, uh, the Yokozuna documentary on Peacock, uh, yeah, we were, we're just wanted, talking about wa- that. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to watch that show that they did, uh, and I and like I remember uh, like Yoko like they sent him to uh, UCLA because uh, at that point they were just focused on his well-being. You know, uh, he broke a lot of re- he broke he like he, he literally broke some boards on the ring, and eventually that causes you money. But like I, nonetheless, uh, like they sent him to UCLA to you know get. Tuned up and stuff, and they were saying that he got someone to sneak him in burgers one day to the U- <laughs> to, to the UCLA uh, uh, college, whatever it was, and they caught him. Uh, but a lot, really? people, a lot of people, yeah. Uh, I remember the Uso saying that he would tell him to go do something, and then he'd give him hundred dollar bills. <laughs> like, oh my like, God. Like, like, go clean up your room, and I'll give you some money, but. It's like $100. Man, I just want a burger. Just
0: want a burger. Just want a burger. Well, my burger.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of matches you can go off with uh Samoa's um Check up one. Family, one. So yeah. Yeah, Check up fought 2 could be a very big star. Uh Isn't MLW still? Yeah, let's comment. Uh I, uh, I don't know who MLW has. Uh and they have uh Alex Alexander Hammerstone is his name. He's he's pretty good. Uh yeah, I like Jacob Jacob Fatu.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, one that um, life after death tube just posted. Um he really liked Rock versus Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that, was that one was a one, great
3: that. match. There's SummerSlam. Win. I think The Rock got booed out of the arena, if I was not mistaken, because <laughs> he was leaving for Hollywood, I think. He got booed out of the arena. Was
0: that I before or be after Swap but... <laughs> uh King?
3: I know he wasn't gone gone at that point, but he was going to Hollywood. and Yeah, it was pretty fast and the furious and
0: tooth fairy. <laughs>
3: yeah, and he
0: went to... I still love, you know, both Rock and Cena, one and two. You know, I know one was obviously a lot better, but I think one for me was probably the best one. Um, very controversial one here, but I like Triple H and Roman Reigns. I thought that was probably one of my favorite um, WrestleMania matches. Yeah, it was. uh, Yeah, that was was that
1: thirty two.
0: I think it was thirty two. Yeah, I think it was. Because you know, like the year so that they made him like run through the rumble, and right before he could win the rumble to win the championship back, Triple H takes him out.
1: Triple H, I was not a huge I fan love of that, that. match because
2: I'm pretty sure Reigns
0: was still
1: a
3: champion H, in that rumble match though.
1: He was, and he, then was he was a champ, lost, like, and
3: they put the, the title on the line. Yeah, like they only did that one yeah. time before, and that was and, in uh, the 90s. I remember. That they yeah, didn't like have- I like I remember I did not want Roman to win that match, and then Triple H comes out. I wasn't <laughs> expecting Triple H. I wanted I wanted AJ to win the whole thing, but he got eliminated, and uh, Triple H takes out Roman, does the DX, and then at that point I thought John Moxley was winning was going to win it, but it, anyone except Roman at that point I didn't want to win because that was I the trend it. then. Yeah, and, uh, it's funny
0: like, how it, it's.
3: And, like, why weren't they doing this stuff with Roman back then? Like, people were booing him then. Now they're cheering him because he's a heel.
1: <laughs> yeah, fickle. they needed to turn him
3: heel. They should have done that years ago.
0: Well, like I said, it comes down to they just wanted another John Cena. Yeah, because they knew that John Cena was winding down his career at that time. <laughs> and let's, let's just keep booking Reigns to be, you know, world champion, you know? So I think Seth Rollins had probably the better these stories after the shield broke up until recent memory, you know, and, I'm just, and of course, you can, we could can do a whole podcast on how much I really, really hate the authority storylines, but the only positive oh, thing I had I to got say out was,
3: before then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember any of that you, because I got out of wrestling in 2011. Yeah. When I got was, back, well, yeah. I, like the night I got out of wrestling was when Brock Lesnar returned, and I got back into wrestling when Brock Lesnar and so Rollins was feuding. At the, at that point in my life, I was getting into a lot of basketball <laughs> stuff at that point. Hmm. That's fair. Uh, no. well Ethan. Dunn versus the Blue Brothers. Who is Don? Kevin Dunn? Pete Dunn. Dun.
0: <laughs> well done.
3: Is that the is this like like a Memphis Brothers? match? Blue Brothers. Sorry, I know the Boyden Brothers. Was it Luke Harper and yeah. Eric Rowan? <laughs> hmm. I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then, I actually do though, this uh, question. Uh, I watched a seminar. Well, yeah, with uh, Eugene and uh, the match that made the most money was The Rock and John Cena. Yeah, yeah really
0: I could history. see that. Yeah, that was probably one of the best. I still think it was a pretty good build for the first one. Yeah. yeah, the first it, one.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, the first yeah, one like, lives I... up to the hype, in my opinion. It was yeah, very yeah, that... you
2: know, it was a year build, so I mean, of course, it got you excited.
3: Yeah, like that. Yeah, I had two back to back years. I can't. I think it was the first one that made the most money because it was the first time ever, and at that point, the Rock hadn't wrestled in years. At that point, yeah, because it was
2: well, his first match back was that Survivor Series. And then it was WrestleMania 28. He wrestled Cena. And then he wrestled them again in 29. But that's when The Rock had some time where he came back and kind of had matches. Because, again, he came back at the Royal Rumble before 29 and beat CM Park. True. Yeah.
0: All right. So, our last family, before we get into our honorable mentions round, will be the Orton family. So... Uh, I know, like I said, I know there was... Uh, um, this one's probably the one I, I need to know more about. That's why I have a great panel in front of me. Um,
3: what? <laughs> Out of all matches, Fashion Bugger vs. Virgil was one of the biggest... Yeah. Sure, Let's go. <laughs> sure. Best. Sure. Almost as bad as the Chalkmaster, you know? Hey, I, I like... Well... I like uh, Outback Jack. He's my favorite job. Well, he wasn't necessarily a jobber. He like he was actually very good in the ring, but they treated him as a jobber. He was very good. I used to have a little cameo of Outback Jack. Do I still have it? What? Yeah, oh. yeah. I used to show it once a episode, but I like how. how uh, I always forget about him. I'm sorry, I forget about him. <laughs> I, don't, I forget and, about him and believe it or not he's still alive i thought he was dead mm. but i looked it up and he's still alive oh good glad he's still kicking all right
0: so the orton family so i know um we had bob i you know he had you know cowboy bob orton almost butchered his name there apparently i speaking cursive uh bob you know yeah cowboy bob orton that is a tongue twister for some reason and i know of randy orton um didn't Randy's grandfather also wrestle under the Orton moniker?
3: Yep. Uh, Bob Orton was actually Bob Orton Jr. Uh, Bob Orton oh, there was uh, two Bob, Okay. Bob Orton was the original uh, uh, Bob Orton. Uh, and then Bob Orton Jr. is Randy Orton's dad. He's the junior Then right. Bob Orton's son, was, which was Randy Orton. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. three generational. Uh, you, like, you don't ever hear about... Uh, you know, Bob Orton Sr. Uh, I, I looked him up a few uh, hours ago and very, very, very different age of wrestling he was in, uh, 1943, 1945, uh, based with the Bruno Martino era. Uh, then Bob Orton, um, I think Bob Orton Sr. wrote with Vince uh, when was WWWF. Um, and then Randy, Bob Orton got hired and then Randy Orton got hired. So maybe it will be a fourth generational star. Okay. Uh yeah, there's there's uh three of them. Yeah, I think uh, I'm W W W I, I, I do not uh necessarily know his biggest moments, Bob Wharton Senior. Uh very gold it wasn't golden age, it was like I say old age. <laughs> like, that's the old age. Prehistoric age. Uh, it, age. But, like, that, that was the Bruno San Martino days. That, yeah,
0: that's what? That was what, the 1950s or the 60s?
2: Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. Fair enough. Okay. I mean, he basically Dang. wrestled in the 50s and 60s. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Bob Orton. It, it's was... crazy. It's like, so, crazy. He looks I think. Do like,
2: you uh, I'm I'm pretty sure there that his that Bob Orton Sr. was NWA like the early days of NWA. Hmm. Okay,
3: I actually uh, have that two pictures. Sense. I want. Yeah, them. pull up. He uh, Bob Orton Sr. died in 2006. Hmm. And uh, this is a rare photo right here with all three of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, um believe it or not, I'm just reading now that Bob Orton Sr was a two-time title holder of Florida version of NWA World Tag Team Championships with Eddie Graham. Really? He was tagged tact- really with Eddie Graham? With Eddie Graham, the original Eddie Graham. Huh.
0: I had no
3: idea. That's cool.
2: And if anybody know doesn't know who Eddie Graham is, he was the president of NWA in the seventies.
3: Here's the uh, one with all three of them: uh, Randy right. Orton. In the middle is uh, Bob Orton Sr. and the cowboy hat, Bob Orton Jr.
1: Wow!
0: Like, look at Randy with hair; like he looks so young in that. I picture. was going to
1: say that. That's really
3: funny. <laughs> Did you guys know that? Uh, you guys know that Randy Orton was in the military for a little bit. Yep. You wanna uh, tell that
0: story, Connor?
3: Do you know do you know how I got out of there? Like he could have literally been killed the way he did that. He did not I, want to be there, so he left. He left. Somehow he got out of there and he left and they tracked him down. <laughs> and then uh, I I forget how they found him, but I remember hearing about that. He I don't know how he he get out of there without them noticing. And then they like I I guess when you're under training you can't leave like that. You know, I guess you have a lot like a lot of plagues and stuff you have to do. But he left there's
0: they still get like weekend passes and stuff to go out, but um well, he
3: he wanted to not come back. I, it's not fair. Like buddy. I am gonna like I'm gonna go back and watch that now because I think he was the type of kid that was uh I don't know, a bully, I guess. And his dad sent him to uh I don't know how all that started, but I know that's what the documentary started off with. Uh, but he left. Uh, he just one day he was going to leave, and yeah, oh yeah, he he came back to his dad's place, and then he said, uh, he said like, "How did you get out?" And yeah, <laughs> I forget all that stuff. Uh, it's on the Randy White documentary. Uh, yeah, because that was probably my favorite pieces.
0: You know, looking at it, you know, with the whole, you know. Getting dis, I think he got. I know he got dishonorably discharged, um, and he yeah. literally thought he was going to prison. I don't know. How, I'm, I don't. Think, I can't really yeah. Explain why he didn't go to prison, but he literally, you know, because of leaving like that, disturbing the military. Like you literally, yeah. He especially was, escaping like he did, like he.
3: Yeah, I was going to say
0: that's deser- that's desertion. Time. That's like
2: that's like you have to go into court and military
3: court. Yeah, I remember. I wonder how he got out of all that, how that all got cleared up. Because I know he, I know yeah. they, like when they found him, he went back. Like they didn't let him stay. He had to go back and do, he probably was in a lot of trouble. That. I wonder if they shaved his head. Is that true? Yeah. They, that they do that in the military. Yeah. They they
0: um, my dad served in the military. And the first, the first things that you do when you go into a boot camp. Is you get your head shaved and you get all your vaccines like all at once. You go down line. Yeah. It's, uh, my dad was telling me like he's got a good little,
2: little, nice little scar. Look at that. Oh, wow. Look at, look how, look at that.
3: Yeah. I actually have this photo. Uh,
0: Yeah, very very cool. I'm glad that you uh thanks for bringing those pictures. That looks it's, it's just so cool yeah. to see like history like that. I wish I wish we would get more like documentaries like going back and looking at the fifties eras. I know that the Darks of the Ring has done a couple things, but I'd love to go back and see like one on the full Orton family. You know, that would be cool.
3: So I always forget Did about Bob's. Uh, well I know Randy uh not much for you know but Randy Orton's uh you no, know, he, he almost got fired quite a few times in WWE. Uh, he,
1: uh,
3: Isn't he like a notoriously
1: doing pranks on people that are not, not great pranks?
3: He yeah. did a lot of stuff. Yeah. He, he loves him. ribbing people. At that, it was like 2004, 2005. He was still young coming up. And I remember he told Mr. Man he could kiss his ass. At that point, Triple H was his <laughs> mentor. And no one that his age has the guts to do that, and he did that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. and then Randy Wharton apologized and told Triple H that he's just young and dumb. And then Triple H says, "Uh, well, when's the cutoff age for when you're not young and dumb, so we can get serious?" It is really Damn. funny how all that happened. Uh Apparently, he's—I don't know if I just say it on here. It's like of his personal life about Randy Orton. Mm, you can if you. I don't know.
0: It's uh, I guess depends on the content uh, of it. Like,
3: well, he's bipolar.
0: He oh, Okay, was, yeah, that's I, I. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you know, which it's of kind of interesting because you know, well, with, yeah,
3: I remember he, he got he like, got injured. Yeah. like he got injured to begin with, and he was about to come back to, from his injury two weeks before he was coming out. He would. Uh, CM Punk mentioned this in our promo. He uh, got on his motorcycle and. Got into a accident and caused his return to get delayed even further. Jeez. Oh, Talk about bad timing.
0: You know? Yeah. But the bipolarness, it would explain a lot on, you know, his looking at his Viper character, you know, and especially that time frame when he was like giving RKOs to Stephanie and Triple H and Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon. I think Linda McMahon, if i if my memory serves me correctly, he really was the most aggressive Orton in that family.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that I had uh, I did enjoy because um, I, I need to go back and watch some more of like Cowboy Bob Orton's matches, but going back and watching that promo and that moment that they did the when he was Legend Killer when he had Undertaker in the casket like he did. Um, and just yeah, to that, see how him how him and his father played off each other, and the whole, dong, you know, like when when Undertaker was still a scary dude. <laughs> you know, it's weird that like we I think Undertaker is tied to every bit did, of uh, wrestling history at this point. <laughs> I
3: forgot about this, uh, Mr. Unknown. Uh, totally forgot about this. Randy Orton's uncle was a wrestler called Barry. Oh, I forgot about him. Uh, o. Barry One. Yeah, Sounds he like died a cereal brand. <laughs> yeah, Barry O, I think. Barry, Barry. O. Okay. He, I'm He curious. died uh, I believe. A year or two ago. Barry.
0: Okay, Barry O. Oh yeah, Barry Orton. He was a American professional Barry wrestler Orton. and he was an actor. Professional, let's see son of professional wrestler, in? Bob Orton. Oh. Yeah, what uh, was
3: the best <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh, uh, off the wall.
2: Probably like John Wayne. He probably was, some, he was uh,
0: bad guy number three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's he was, his acting uh, career.
3: He was in a movie called People I Know.
1: Whatever um, that is. Time Collapse. <laughs>
3: Time Collapse.
0: Uh, Mission Idiot. Yep. He was dog oh, guy.
2: Okay. Honeymoon Kill- in Vegas. Okay.
3: He was in Killer's Boxing Mind.
2: Uh, wrestler
0: Country Boys. His name was Barry O. in that <laughs> one. <It's his> name. <laughs> Must be a <laughs> mind. Uh, I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, and looking at his professional wrestling career, look at that. We're learning a whole bunch of new things on the All Lead Zone podcast and talking elite tonight we are learning so much uh so apparently
1: yeah I know, Bariot, I know nothing it, yeah. about the orton family i apologize the for being really long quiet long. it's literally just because i know like absolutely nothing about them
2: okay so this is interesting if anyone is on their uh, Bariot- a, Wikipedia, a, there's apparently a, there's, there's a, a of lawsuit there's a lawsuit a sexual harassment lawsuit Oh, Barry Orton. No. Uh, yeah, it was the Phil Donahue show. He appeared on it with superstar Billy Graham, Bruno Sam Martino, and others to voice their concern about sexual harassment in the wrestling industry. Um, and guess this? who else was on that show to defend himself? Vince McMahon. Mm. <laughs>
0: That's ironic. That did not age well, well did it?
3: Well, Barry O died. No. Uh, Barry O died. March nineteenth, twenty twenty one. So Oh. oh I, here's it. a pretty here's a well he's not the warrior. I don't know where that went, but I know he was at some Comic cons and stuff, so I guess he didn't but here's a interesting picture, I think. Uh Bob Wharton and uh Barry O. The Barry kind o of smaller. wow. Well, that's N W A, National Wrestling. Yeah. Well no, it says all star, I yeah. believe. That's a pretty huh. uh, older picture. I didn't know that. Thanks, uh, who put that, Mister Unknown? Mister
0: Unknown, thank you yeah. for watching, Mister Unknown. I feel
3: like I, I feel like I knew it, but just didn't think of it. It instinct didn't come to mind because yeah. I know the main three. It's on YouTube. Cool. Oh, is that cool. the allegation thing? Is it on?
0: I'm, I'm gonna have, have to go watch that. watch
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'll give me a good
0: uh, laugh for the night. <laughs> Sorry, Vince.
2: Well, apparently it was uh, um, Barry, o, Barry O. told the story about um, a, a guy who traveled the roads with them and tried to sexually assault him. What? Yeah, yeah so, well um, then let me see if I can, I was just reading it.
3: So did Uh, Barry O. do anything, or did they do something that happened? No,
2: no, 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 no. So according to a story that Barry O. told, um, he was traveling with a booker for a company. um, Terry Garvin was the guy's name, uh, who was... Yeah, okay. So uh, traveling with him, and then on the drive, Garvin, I guess, repeatedly asked uh, to perform some acts on Orton, and Orton refused uh, repeatedly. Um, and what? then he did not speak about it, but stories later broke out that Garvin, who went to work for WWF front office, sexually assaulted, harassing young ring boys while working for the WWF. Oh my gosh. So, that's yeah.
3: not so, so Barry O didn't... Re- know. No, Barry O didn't
2: do it. It's, he told a story about, about Terry Garvin.
3: Wow, that's well yeah, at I least that's better that he
0: didn't
3: At least that's better that he didn't. Yeah. But, but that's still bad. But but that's still I wonder if Terry Garvin's still alive. <sighs> I I I doubt it, but let me see. Terry. Maybe Probably not. Was... Oh, okay. Uh, he's the brother of Yeah, he died years ago. He he died in nineteen ninety eight. He's, yeah, he's been gone a while. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So okay. For, for Vincent, man, to speak about it, Ross,
2: yeah. The
3: more you know. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs>
0: you know, looking at, it, I think Randy probably. You know, it's crazy to see how much Randy has. I'm hoping he matured as a talent. Um. But man, looking at his Legend Killer gimmick to being the Viper, man, he had probably, I think he had probably one of the most, at least in my time of wrestling, you know, he probably had one of the most standout careers in anybody in the WWE.
3: I think Randy Orton, he's a perfect person to look at throughout the years and see how much they've progressed as a person, as a wrestler, you know. Yeah, he's pretty
0: much stayed consistent.
3: Yeah, if you go by the years, he's uh, definitely matured a lot. Uh, cause right now, uh, even though he's not active because of the injury, but he's like one of the uh, he's like one of the head people now. Like he's John Cena, basically. Like that's full there full time. Uh, you know Roman is the biggest money maker, but in yeah. the locker room, Randy Orton's the, you know he's the how to put it he's the leader because he's been there yeah. about the longest because everyone else is gone uh uh there was a ring announcer called Mel Phillips, like playing with playing with ring bo- oh yeah oh, that's <laughs> I don't know oh I'm my saying. gosh <laughs> dark side of the all lead zone, yeah no I'm no, surprised
2: I'm,
3: I, I'm surprised it hasn't been on the dark side of the ring yet, sure, well, it's just very I
2: think hard. It's funny. They have-
3: yeah. Oh, Because well, I mean, they 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 now they're gonna. because now they're gonna show a scene where someone's playing with someone's yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are
2: starting season four of I'm Dark Side of the Rings.
3: Um, uh, Mr. Unknown yeah, and uh, everyone who's watching, uh, haven't already subscribed down below. Uh, we have yeah. lots of great content if you haven't already subscribed. Yeah, we,
0: yeah. Hope you've subscribed. We we had a great. Great interview, Tony Deblin. That was a really good um, interview and kind of insight on how his on some of his beliefs with the fan base and really really great road stories too. Yeah. know, I think as we start to uh, wind down, um, you know, we got you know, here's some just honorable mentions that you know, I think that. I think if it wasn't for a couple of things, I think they would be, I think, on our list. But um, of course, you had the Flares. You have uh, Ric Flair and Charlotte Flair. Yeah. You know. Well, I think you guys some more Charlotte, questions you know, uh, yeah.
3: that you put on the Orton thing. Did
0: I have more questions?
3: Well, uh, not a lot. I have a few more stuff written down. I think we'll... The questions with, yeah.
0: Um, just... Let's double check and see. No, uh, here's one for you guys. Um, what one? Uh, this is just. Uh, did you guys like the um which like version of uh, Randy Orton did you guys like better? Uh, did you guys like the Legend Killer or the Viper? Like his his character uh, difference between those two. Like,
2: uh, which one for you guys was your, was your favorite? Hmm. Neither. I, I liked this like earlier. Him. I liked his earlier young cockiness version. When he first joined Legacy, or, yeah, no, when he first joined um, Ev- Evolution. Uh, Evolution. I, I liked his character. Was that when here. they were shouting? It, like hey! it was like, hey! Yeah, it was pre um, Legend Killer. Um, it was basically yeah, a okay. himself. Like, I love that character.
3: Once he got drafted to SmackDown, yeah. he was on his own. He went for a Legend Killer. I, I like both of them. Uh, the Legend Killer was on another level. Uh and one of the uh we want to question was uh, matches, matches that I recommend uh Randy Orton. Uh oh, yeah, but the whole
1: say, yeah the, the, I don't want to skip
3: over some things. Oh, uh no, you're good. Another one uh in your opinion, yes, I guess uh in your opinion what are the huge parts of their legacy? Um uh, Randy Orton, I can't really name uh a lot for Bob Orton and uh Junior. But uh Randy Orton, he became the youngest world heavyweight champion at that time, I believe, in WWE. I don't know if anyone's ever topped that, but at that time he was the youngest wrestler to ever win the world heavy the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. He beat uh he beat Triple AAA- H. no, he beat Crispin Waugh. Yeah, he beat Crispin Waugh for it. Uh that's when uh, evolution turned on Randy Orton. I believe. Yeah, because uh, isn't that the one where Triple H had the thumbs up and thumbs down? They, Batista, yeah. Harp. On so
0: Brock Lesnar is now, oh, so he beat Randy Orton because um, he was 25 when he won the world championship.
3: Brock Lesnar was?
0: Yeah, so Brock Lesnar is the youngest.
3: How old was uh, Randy Orton? That's why I'm getting pulled up here. Let's see. I don't Let's think Brock Lesnar won that. Title: The World Heavyweight. I mean, Koloff was on there. Well, while while you all yeah, bringing it up,
1: if I had to choose the best Orton match, I'd probably say Cactus Jack versus Orton. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, that was I, haven't, good. I haven't seen. No, you're right.
0: Orton. Yeah, it's Orton.
1: So good. My apologies, in No, you're all good. Uh, that's all I had to say. Is I just I just really like Orton <laughs> and uh, Cactus Jack. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that was a really good. Night. A good match. I remember, uh, I remember the story. Uh, he basically, like Mick Foley, basically left like a coward. That when he, I forget, think he spit in his face and he just, he just walked away. And then in the War Rumble, he came back and beat the hell out of Randy Orton. Uh, when he made his return, uh, I really liked their story. Uh, I believe that was the very first time Randy Orton went to went through uh thumbtacks. And I remember him telling the story where when he was at uh, his. He was at home. He, he never done it before. So he just got one thumbtack and just kind of leaned back to see how to feel. And he said, but like This is just one of them. He's like, I'm going through hundreds of them at one time. Uh, but the whole food with Randy Orton and Undertaker was very good. I like the, uh, I believe someone mentioned it earlier, the scene with him, uh, in, like the casket door was like burning on fire. And then yeah. the door came down, the Undertaker. That was a very great. Uh, moment. I believe that was a Survivor Series. I believe when uh, it, was at, it was at
2: run. No Mercy that the casket got burned and Survivor Series Undertaker returned.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, because yeah. all their matches were very was very, very good, and I believe uh Bob Orton was in his corner uh through that uh feud.
2: I would I would probably say Orton's match against Undertaker at WrestleMania. 21 was actually a really good match um huh. i I thoroughly enjoyed it um I thought it was a good mashup of um of styles um, but also if you guys are looking for old school like Bob Orton junior matches he has a match with um Paul Oroff from like the 80s which is a really good match oh gotcha
0: okay have to go watch that one um for me because Randy Orton was actually my first ever wrestling match I watched um on tv um it was uh Randy Orton versus Christian in a steel cage and like just uh, I didn't know much of that story up to that point but you know but watching just those two go at it you know they had a crazy cool like steel cage match where Orton won it and you know looking back on it now, like i talked to Christian about this match uh, when I met him at WrestleCon and that was one of his favorite storylines that he was a part of, um, during that time frame. And he remembers that match. And that was probably one of his favorite steel cage matches, um, that he was a part of.
3: Uh, speaking this... of WrestleCon, P dog, uh, I met Bob Wharton before WrestleCon, uh, well, was junior. Yeah. Uh, I met Bob Wharton at WrestleCon too. Uh, when they, when WrestleCon was in New Orleans, uh, I met him there. Everyone thought he was my dad that day. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I was at his table for about 30 minutes because I pre-ordered my ticket. They didn't have it. So I was sitting there waiting. And we just sat there talking to each other. And I said, yeah, he's my dad. That's cool. Yeah, I really can remember I also, this is off the subject, but it's, it's a very cool moment because he's not living now. Uh, but uh, X-Pac, I was at WrestleCon uh, I believe New Orleans. I was in line to meet X-Pac, but he was very, very late. Uh, I think WWE Access, WrestleMania Access, needed him for a sign. So basically, I had to dip WrestleCon for a little bit and go to Access. Uh, but <laughs> I, was, I was... My leg was so tired, so I just sat down cross legged and then like the till next to him was Gene Oakland. Uh, I was sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. Then me and uh Gene Oakland just has a conversation while waiting. Uh, it's, it's something I'll never forget. Uh he basically uh like you know how Gene Oakland would always go off on people on W W like that's the way he was acting. <laughs> he said uh he said he said where the hell is X? he said where's the hell is is uh, is Sean Walton. Don't uh, don't tell me he's getting the NWO back together, or something like that. He was very great. Uh, I'll I'll always remember those converse that conversation with him. Uh at least an hour conversation with him. That's incredible,
0: man. I'm happy for you. I I, I wish I had that connection like that with somebody. That's that
3: was, that's awesome. Well, um, if if X pac wasn't. If Xbox wasn't late, I would have never. That's, that's one of the good things. I like that he was late, because I got to... <laughs> blessing in disguise, wasn't it? Yeah. And then when You're he finally got right. there, uh, Xbox had his dog, and it kind of. Uh... Well, I'm not gonna get into that. This is uh, it'll probably disturb someone's evening if I say it. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Did he we'll, put him we'll somewhere there.
2: he wasn't supposed to, or uh, what do you? <laughs>
3: well, his dog. His dog kind of, well, Gene Oakland was tables next to him and he, uh, well, kind of had an accident. And Gene Oakland's like, what the hell? We got an accident on the floor. Oh, <laughs> oh no. There's, I Dang. guess it was his, I guess his daughter, his wife's his purse, and it kind of, uh, yeah. All right. Well,
0: now as we start to wind down, um, just, uh, briefly, um, yeah, some of you know the greatest families, um, like Ric Flair. You know him and Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte's had probably one of the better women reigns um, in WWE as we speak. Um, do you guys have a favorite Charlotte Flair match?
3: Um, I believe it was the first one with uh, Charlotte and Sasha Banks. Uh, well, which is the one with was...
1: with Charlotte getting like. Bent in between, like the, the oh. whatever those things are in the in the stands. Yeah, that's the oh, match I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, that's the, like, yeah. like, isn't that the one where Sasha
3: Banks won the title? I believe. I can't remember. I
0: think so. Yeah, I think she yeah. really won
3: because they flipped for the title at least five or six times. But yeah, that's the same match. Uh, like that was a very good match, and then, like it was on RAW too. That was, that was when WWE was still somewhat decent. Uh. Yeah, I believe that's the match. But they had a lot of matches against each other. uh, But my favorite, yeah, it's probably that match, Charlotte and Sasha Banks.
0: Yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, What about you, Adam? Do you have a fair match with Charlotte?
2: I mean, I would probably have to go with that first triple threat match at the one WrestleMania where Lita kind of presented the new style of women's championship belt. Yeah. And it was, I believe it was Charlotte, Sasha, and Becky in that match. Was it Bailey in that oh, triple Bailey, threat?
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, so I mean, I I would say that was a good match, um, because that's where you kind of saw Charlotte's style and stardom, um, especially that um flip from the top rope to the outside. From a a lot of people saw that as her defining moment of a WrestleMania. Um, so yeah, I would probably go with that one. And I'd probably go back to saying Best for Claire matches <laughs> the one he had with Dusty. so
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That was a good one. You know, um, Looking at it now, there's a few names that I think we'll, I think we'll be talking about in the next couple of years that how that next generational um, superstar pill. Um, you know for me, like when I think now of a, of a second generation, I'm looking at Brian Pillman Jr. you know he's literally a spin image yeah. of his dad, Move from move. You know his hair his look you know hit you know and i'm hoping that i'm hoping that aw does something with him um he had like i said i think he could do a cool uh you know you know crazy pillman character you know the whole um what was it what was it what was pillman's nickname um after flying brian. brian man was the cannon? bad man
2: or something i don't know jose
0: cannon was uh who's who's yeah, cannon, yes who's who's cannon. Cannon. yes Yes. I'd That's love to gonna, see a loose cannon. Um, I Pillman think the Jr. loose cannon
3: was really born when he uh, pulled up that gun on Stone Cold.
0: Pillman's <laughs> got a gun. Yeah, you pulled Love it. that scene. Just his eyes but, alone. Just like, like.
3: I wonder what, what like, like, what was he planning on doing if they didn't cut it off? Like, what was he going to do? Like, actually blow his head off? Like, it what, was
2: planned, Connor. It's premeditated what, scene. Like, what it's was fun. they going
3: to do? What was I gonna do? Like, it, if they if they didn't pull the plug on him? like, was he just—it's
2: dramatic dead. TV,
3: dramatic TV.
2: You
0: would just hear a gunshot and maybe see uh, Stone Cold in the hospital with like a like a boot on his leg.
3: I'd like to know the plan behind. Like, if they if they didn't pull the plug on the thing, because I remember like once he pulled out the gun, they went, like, nope, like, and and then and then they finally came back and you just heard holler and stuff. <laughs> I wonder what was their plan was, was, I how was I well at that point they Monday Night Wars so I could see why they pull out anything at that point yeah <laughs> but they definitely but they definitely pulled it out <laughs> they, they definitely pulled it out to, mm.
1: so.
0: yeah that was um, that was a fun one. Um, P Dog, he just it just commented from our previous conversation about flair. Um, he liked Flair and Brie Bella from 2015 Fast uh, Sorry,
3: well uh, the... really... Yeah. It was a really good match, I thought.
0: Gives um that was when I was like really religious watching every pay per view. Um but it kind of made Brie kind of like give her own spotlight a little bit away from her sister. And like for me, I was never a huge fan of the Bella twins. You know, but I, I think Brie really showed that she could wrestle and not just eye candy.
3: Yeah, I think, uh, I think Brie Bill is actually the, uh, well, I don't know, because Nikki Bill is actually pretty good. Her match against, uh, Paige was really good. Uh, hmm. I can't remember what pay-per-view that was or when that happened. But, uh, like they, what they, they both can wrestle pretty decent when they, uh, you know, they, uh, but the one I most remember is uh, Charlotte Flair versus Bree Bella. That was a pretty good match. I thought Bree Bella was actually going to win there for a minute. Yeah.
0: Um, well, I guess you can even put the Bella twins on here because aren't they um, Johnny Laurinaitis' well, step kids? Are they regular?
2: They're kids they're, his kids? Stepdaughters. Stepdaughters, yeah. they're his stepdaughters. The daughters,
3: yeah. And there is John Laurinaitis. And how was? John Lornais is kin to Road Warrior Animal, somehow. What? I believe, yeah, oh. he's kin to Road Warrior Animal. Cause, uh, he's, they're brothers. Believe, yeah, because CM Pump mentioned that in the interview, yeah. and he said...
2: Yeah, like, Anim- I keep forgetting Animal's real... I, his last name's Leonard is, but I can't remember his first name.
3: And then, oh, okay. once upon a time, uh, John Cena was involved in that family. That went sideways. Uh no one it's, it's, no one should no one should propose at a wrestling event because it didn't work with John Cena, didn't work with Sammy. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it doesn't work. If if you want your marriage no. to last, don't
1: Yeah. Not at a wrestling show. Don't, After the wrestling yeah. show is fine.
3: Every time it hasn't worked. Well the only time it's worked is uh the did Brandy Savage and Miss Losef actually get married was that they were married before? Were they married beforehand? Because I thought they got married live on air. Like I thought
0: it was acting, like a legit... No, it wasn't did a legit
1: it? thing. Did, I, I, I I get the, I'm pretty sure that's a... I watched a documentary fairly recently. Oh, I think you. they got divorced. Did they not? I they got they did also get divorced, yes.
3: They also yeah, they got divorced. So I remember he died, Uh, him and his wife. Well, whoever his wife at that time died. No, Clarkson, I believe.
1: Yeah. I don't then, know that okay, his wife um,
3: at the time, but I thought it was just him. They just—I know he had like a heart, a heart attack or something. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was he like, kind of last? Yeah, it smashed into Who's a tree.
3: Uh, Macho Man, Macho Man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Macho Man, his uh, brother passed away today. Uh, yeah, uh, I saw. Larry Poffo. And we were just talking about him. I showed that video in the group chat. <laughs> that is scary, man.
1: How that happened. The universe was like Connor, reminded you're dead, aren't he you exists. He's like, hey, what is he doing here?
3: Did he I sent I put that thing in there and he was about to get his arm broken off. If if who was a honky talk man. But they were all but everyone was blaming him for it when he he didn't do anything.
1: No. Yeah, that was a wild video.
3: I wish he would have broke his arm. <laughs> all so right. that, I'd like yeah, no, to you don't go up
1: and smack a man four times. You don't do that. <laughs>
3: No. Like he literally pushed him to the ground about to break his arm off. Pain without love, love pain. <laughs> but good <Again> of- enough. <laughs> he was a genius, his think, character was. Yeah. I, think. Mm. I think it was the last, like,
0: yeah.
3: I was going to say, I was going to
2: yeah. give an honorable mention of the Ivan Eriks. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, the Von Ericks, like anybody, anybody who knows anything about the Von Ericks, I mean, they were the they were the Texas family of pro wrestling Mm -hmm. um, that had a tragic history. um, Of um, I think the only last surviving member is Kevin. I think Kevin Von Eric is the only surviving member right now of his entire family. Um, But man, it it just. But they they had some great matches. Um, I think it was um, there was a match. I um, want to say here. I'm I'm gonna look. It was a big match that a lot of people talk about. Um, oh, there's two Van Eriks. Okay, I thought yeah, there was the, yeah, because his,
0: his boys are wrestling now.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's man. right. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, the they, the Von erichs they were WCCW, right? That's what it was called? World class championship wrestling or something?
2: Yeah. Well I'm looking at it right now. Um let's
3: see. Who is the my like, last remaining like The guy you thought uh...
2: Oh, okay, and Lacey Von Eric is still mm, okay. Yeah, she's the daughter of Carrie Von Eric. Okay,
3: Carrie Von Eric's still alive. And then, the Carrie okay,
2: yeah. And then Kevin's son, oh. Marshall. Yeah, That's
3: Carrie Von. Because I believe one of the Von Erics was alive at the MLW yeah. show, and, and they managed yeah. uh, the tag team in MLW. Okay, so there's
2: th- there's three. Ve- yeah, there's three of them. Yeah, okay.
3: so Kevin's still alive.
2: Carrie, Carrie's, Car- 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 Carrie's daughter is the only from him, and then Kevin's two sons. Hmm.
3: The, the last time seen yeah, them, I sure. saw them, uh, like they were pretty, uh, you know, still green, but they were, you know, just breaking in. Like that was like three years ago. I seen them, and they went against the Lucha uh, Bros and MLW. That was like three years ago. I'm, I'm at the I'd like to watch some their stuff. Uh, and see. Mm-hmm. I yeah. believe like they'd be a legendary tag team to have an AEW uh at some point. Uh but don't count MLW out because they got Jacob Fat 2, Devon Ericks, Alexander Hammerstone.
0: Uh yeah, it's it got they got a pretty good amount of roster. I need I need to go watch some of their their, their, their shows. So I've heard they're a pretty decent independent show.
3: Yeah, I I remember had Alex Shelley on here, and we asked him about that, and I don't know what his experience was like, but we asked him about MLW, and he, he flat out said, "No, I'm 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 never going back to." Yeah, I believe uh, uh, like Adam was here for that. when Alex Shelley came on, and we asked him about MLW, and he was like, "No, I'm never going back. Like, I'm never going back." He <laughs> he didn't say why, but he made it clear that he was never going back whatever happened there
0: all right well that is going to do it for tonight's talking elite episode i'd like to also thank connor aiden and adam for of course joining me again this week you guys are awesome uh, thank you guys so much um for taking the time to go and uh, research and do a great um lesson for all of us here um to enjoy thank you guys so much again um we will be back tomorrow for our rampage watch along. So come join us tomorrow at nine central uh, for our watch along for rampage. Um, we'll also be back next Wednesday uh, for our dynamite rampage. And of course, every Thursday, check us out with talking elite. Uh, we'll have some, we have different, you know, podcast each week, different topics. Um, so stay tuned to our socials. Um, I will announce our topic for uh, next week. Um, so make sure you guys uh, check out our socials on uh, Instagram on, on Twitter on Facebook uh, we are at all elite zone one on Twitter and all elite zone uh, podcast on Facebook uh, make sure you guys click the bell down below and subscribe uh, to get notifications for every time we go live uh, we are trying to grow our show some you know more and more each week so make sure you guys uh, share it with your friends we're trying to get some more talent on our show show as well more interviews are coming up um connor do we have any confirmed interviews that we are doing in the
3: next couple weeks uh yeah next wednesday uh ROH well he hasn't been on the new ROH but he was an ROH star the previous ROH uh O'Shea Edwards uh he was with Shane Taylor Promotions if you want to know who Shane Taylor is he was in that group yeah uh very underrated athlete that should be uh surprised he hasn't talked about like he's on the level of powerhouse Hobbs I, I feel like uh, level of the talent uh, yeah he'll be on next Wednesday and I believe what we're going to try to do not since things got yeah the comment yeah where was Lady Frost uh, she wasn't able to make it uh, due to uh, the weather her house being frosted uh, the you know, irony yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's, just, that's just how it happened. Uh, but I'm hoping to push have, still have O'Shea Edwards, but basically this whole entire month is going to be interviews. O'Shea Edwards next Wednesday and then Wednesday after that, Lady Frost. Uh, uh, that's what I'm hoping, but for sure next week, uh, O'Shea Edwards is going to be on.
0: Awesome.
3: I'm still, yeah, so- I will say I am still working on Ken Shamrock. Uh, that is a pain to get this working, but... Uh, Somehow, some way, we're going to get this going on here. Awesome. Well, like I said,
0: guys, uh, we have some interviews coming up, um, so make sure you guys stay tuned to our social medias. Like I said, thank you again, Connor, Adam, and Aiden. You guys are the best, and uh, we'll see you guys next week for Talking well, Elite, on, and we'll see you guys on. tomorrow.
3: What's up? Hold on, Mike. Yeah, you got what? You got one more question. Not my, it's not my show. Uh, so no, sorry. Not going
0: there. We've answered it many times. Sorry, David. Um, No. We're, <laughs> we're closing out.
3: It it's, it's one time. I'm glad I'm not the host. So now...
0: Yeah, no, that's I, why, like I said, it's... i, that's I, why I, they, I still that's talk to Chris. On there. Somebody, sorry, bro, um,
3: bro. i still talk to them. If you want to, you know... That's, that's in the past. It's been we're, done. We're... Yeah, like I
0: said it's um no, like I said it's something that we're not gonna talk on air with so all right back to my closing you guys uh, take care <laughs> thank you guys so much for watching talking elite and uh, we will see you guys next week for uh, talking elite and we'll see you guys tomorrow night for our rampage Watch along take care y'all